GeorgiaBulldogsAthens.com and the Athens Banner Herald. This is the Georgia Bulldogs podcast. Bulldogs Extra. Now, Mark Weiser and Ryan Dennis. All right. Welcome into the Bulldogs Extra podcast from Online Athens and the Athens Banner Herald. What's going on? That's Mark Weiser. Interrupted you. Alongside Ryan Dennis here with the Athens Banner Herald. Hey, go to our website, onlineathens.com, find the Bulldogs Extra tab, and read all about your stuff, Mark. So, uh, you know, here we are, uh, a new week, uh, a lot of light kind of being shown on uh, what Georgia's kind of roster will look like next year, which you can read about today at onlineathens.com. Yeah, there's a transfer portal, though, that's going to uh, be in effect for the next uh, nine months until kickoff. I wouldn't be surprised if uh, you see some additions, uh, some subtractions. Uh, it's the, the nature of the beast for college football in Georgia. Would need, I think, to get uh, maybe a uh, plug-and-play cornerback uh, uh, with uh, Tyreek Stevenson in the portal, presumably going to be moving on. How uh, odd was that news to you? I, I kinda, I uh, mean, the, the, kind of the savior of the uh, Peach Bowl there. Wow, that's quite a title. Wouldn't you say? Uh, I mean, a heck of a play there to to keep Cincinnati from converting on that long uh, or that third down play. Wait, where your line was that at? Where would that have been? Seemed like they were around the 40, weren't they? Yeah. Um, you might be right. Uh, so you're saying that they should build a statue for Tyreek even though he's leaving? Why do you always take things a little <laughs> bit too far? <laughs> I mean, but it was surprising. I mean, I mean, I guess nothing's surprising. I mean, it had been percolating. There had been, uh, you know, speculation about it uh, for for a few days at least. And um, so, you know, following after Eric Stokes and Tyson Campbell declaring to the NFL draft, uh, you know, you lose one of your guys that you counted on to, to probably start for next season. So, um, But as you mentioned, though, the portal is live and active at, at a lot of schools, including one, say, uh, down in Auburn, where uh, I know there's a there's a there's a guy who entered the portal down there that I know a lot of. Big Cat doesn't play cornerback though. <laughs> Big Cat and uh, was it Stefan uh, Tut? Is that how you say his name? Yeah. Um, you know, and he's from right down the road in Thompson. We're not saying it's going to happen, but uh, you know, this day and age, with uh, with as easy as it is to jump in that portal and go uh, to wherever you want. What's your What's your opinion on the portal? I mean, to me, it seemed like a good idea at first. Where hey, kids can be free agents too. A coach can leave at any time they want to and go to any school they want to. But here we've gotten, it seems to be getting a little bit out of hand. I don't know. No, I'm all for it. I mean, I, I don't know Tyreek's uh, situation in particular, but he's a, he's a kid from South Florida. If he wants to move on uh, and, and get closer to home, I mean, you, you don't know what a season being played in the pandemic when you're when you're not able to, you know, kind of have the normal interaction, you know, in terms of getting home or, or having family up here. I, I don't know exactly how that worked out for him. Uh, but look, you had uh, you had Demetrius Robertson leave California to come closer to home to Georgia. You had Cade Mays leave Georgia to go back to Tennessee with a lot of controversy there, of course. <laughs> Um, but you know, it's these kids lives and, and let them, uh, let them make their decisions. Just like, uh, you know, you see half the, uh, South Carolina staff deciding to go to Auburn to be on, on that staff. No, not half, but Mike Mm -hmm. Bobo, Will Friend are now going to be at Auburn instead of, uh, in Columbia, South Carolina. So it's funny how these coaches kind of, uh, you know, navigate toward one uh, one another. You know, with 
Will uh, Will Friend and 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 I know Mike Bobo were friends from back in their yeah, days. Yeah, here's the, the story. With, with, here's the story. Of those guys used to see uh, Bobo and Will Friend always uh, walking, or maybe it was Stacy Sherrills. I'm getting confused now. I think it was both of them uh, walking around the practice field, maybe beforehand. If you you know you went to a bull site, uh, let's say you were uh, you know wherever it was, whether it was Jacksonville or uh, Tampa or I, I don't remember exactly what years those guys were on staff together, uh, you know, towards the end of the Rick era, probably 11 to 14 ish. Um, but, uh, you know, lunch hour, they, they'd walk around outside uh, as well in Athens. And um, yeah, they, they've been kind of joined to the hip a little bit. I mean, Bobo went to Colorado State. Will Friend joined him, um, left there to go to Tennessee, and then came back uh, this offseason to South Carolina. Why are we talking about these guys? They're not They're not in the Georgia staff Did anymore. you ever see them at like a NOCO uh, around the table <laughs> getting a shrimp th- thrown in their pocket? I did not, uh, though, but I, I did see Mel Tucker and uh, someone else on the defensive staff of Five Points. I think they're going to that new uh, – it's not new anymore, that, that uh, Chinese restaurant in Five Points across from Earth Fair over there. What's that? What's that? Well, there's uh, – Donna Chang's. Have you been there? I but it's even, not new, is it? I know. Well, it was then. Oh, okay. Oh, I got you. Have you, have you gone there? I hadn't because uh, – well, I hear it's delicious, but it's also – uh, at this time of only getting takeout, I was warned. It's you like need 20, to go for the atmosphere. It, it's like a family style thing, right? Yeah, but oh, you saying the? I, I hear the I, atmosphere. You know, like twenty five bucks a, a yeah. dish. Well, why don't we order up some Donna Chang's next time for our next podcast? And we'll just eat it on you the. Br- bring it in here. Hey, that reminds me. I wanted to uh, to uh, talk. I, I stopped by Five Guys last night uh, and got a burger there in Watkinsville. Is that, is that the one? It's somewhere on Epsbridge. Yeah. yeah. What about yeah. it? I mean, I was just curious of what if you had to rank a burger top burger in Athens. Oh man, they putting pressure. Now, who, who's advertising with us? Let's think. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, I, I mean, um, it varies, and I do think you get a different version. Like if you're doing takeout and you bring it home, and, and by the time you get it home, it doesn't. It's not necessarily hot out of the kitchen. Um, uh, yeah, uh, I, I can't remember that place over also in the Epsbridge area. That uh, <clears throat> I think you did that once there, and, and it's, Look, we it's could, a little bit of ways from your house. So. We could walk to Clocked from here. That's not bad. Downtown Athens. Uh, you could get. Um, you could get. Uh, what's the place in in. Uh, uh, shooting, I'm drawing a blank. In Watkinsville, uh, Chops and Hops got a good burger. They did. They do have a very good burger. Um, How about right here on the Groove, corner? Groove and uh, Groove Burger. That's the one I was thinking of. Uh, that's pretty good. Well, yeah, but I think you got it one time, and it is a good little hole to get your food from there to home. And it was maybe a little soggy one time, but I do love <laughs> their burger. When you get it there, it is uh, one of the best. How about Porterhouse Grill? Have you ever had one of their burgers? It's been a while, but yeah. they have a good lunchtime. Yeah. Uh, uh, I'm, I'm twelve, bu- 12 bucks, fourteen bucks. Not for lunch. It's everything's under ten bucks. All right, we're we're wrapping up the podcast now to go get some burgers. <laughs> um, also, Royal Peasant in Five Points. If you've never had their burger, uh, I've never yeah. eaten their period. Is it good? Yeah, yeah. Well, all I've ever gotten there is the burger because it's that good. All right. Okay, back to the podcast uh, and the and the topic. At what hand. about Sanford Stadium burgers? Do you enjoy those? I don't know. That they sell them only popcorn. Do, they don't sell bur- they don't sell burgers. At, at uh, they burgers? might they, they might they now it. that they've done. They they've, hey, now that we haven't mentioned this, but there's a new AD called Josh Brooks. I've heard of that guy. Uh, what, what do you think his burger choice is? I bet he's eating a lot of burgers. Oh, <laughs> I don't even know where you're going with that. Uh, hey, he's, from we, Lu- he's from well, Louisiana. He's probably he's probably into uh, you know some, some crawfish, good, some good Cajun food. Yeah. yeah. When we get him on the podcast one day, we'll uh, we'll ask him what his favorite 
Are we, need, Athens we, we need to talk. We need to talk about uh, Josh's hire. Uh, maybe we'll do that after a break later. But um, what were we talking about? About bur- oh yeah. So I'll, I'll ask Josh. You know what they're serving burger wise at the stadium, and yeah, maybe uh, he wants to improve the fan experience. I know he's really into Chick Fil A. Yeah. Well, he, they're, they're already serving that. But I'm saying, if he wants the, the, the fan experience post pandemic, well, you know, he uh, he talked on his uh, in his interview about how I think they had contacted maybe the Hawks, uh, you know, maybe the Braves. Uh, or I saw it on an interview somewhere. I don't know if it was that specific one, but uh, you know, and and the Braves are really good about having those Atlanta restaurants mm-hmm. like the uh, was it H&F Burger I think was a big thing when they were at Turner Field which is a place oh, yeah, 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 yeah. in Atlanta yeah, where yeah, I think they yeah. only see, you know when things were normal they would only sit like 25 right, well, customers I got an night. experience there that was like out in the outfield I think somewhere yes it was in center field at, um, uh, at it, it was like 15 bucks a burger there though yeah it's expensive it was, I heard it was good I never had it yeah it was good I think we but I, what I'm getting at is I could see him doing something like that where you know have an Athens uh, establishment in Sanford Stadium mm-hmm I don't know what that would be if it'd be a burger joint like clocked. Can you, hey, how about that? You get a clock. Well, burger. I mean, you know, we wrote about this a couple of years ago when uh, they they brought in uh, the famous barbecue out of Al- Birmingham, Alabama. Oh yeah, um, the uh, Bear Bryant. Uh, Bear Bryant. Yeah, that was his big uh, go-to place. Why am I drawing a blank on it? It's like the most famous Southern barbecue place. It's gonna come to me here, Dreamland. Yeah, Dreamland. Mm-hmm. I wrote about that, and uh, I, t- I talked to the guy that uh, owns Plasky Heights then about you know whether he kind of wanted to get get in on the action he said i think he said sure but you know it didn't happen then so so maybe josh look josh did a beer garden at, at uh Millsops college so uh i don't know what the uh, beer well there's no beer sold i guess except for in the in the beer in the suites now i think they were going to go uh do they were going to add alcohol for this season upcoming the 2020 season uh before the pandemic and then it just became a kind of a back burner issue uh but you know, Terrapin. Let, let me hear all your Athens beers that you'd like to be served in uh, Sanford Stadium. Uh, yeah, so you need to start with Creature and Terrapin, right? That mm-hmm. needs to be your first thing. And uh, go with your Tropicalia from Creature, uh, Hops Executioner. Now you're getting dangerous, though, because that's... I'm just talking about right. brands. I'm not talking about the exact uh, certain... Sorry, I, I, you remember I wrote an article uh, breaking down the 10 best beers in Athens. So, um, By the way, when you did that, did you get some uh, some of the beer uh, distributors to send you cases and stuff? No, so I went to Creature <laughs> Comfort not long after that, and uh, I was really just trying to have a conversation with the waiter, but I think he took it as, oh, you want a free beer because you wrote a damn article about our... Oh, you told him you so, wrote it? I was like, yeah, did you read my article? <laughs> and he was like, oh, yeah, I happened to see that. I don't know why. I was like, whoa, brother, I'm just trying to have a conversation. But yeah, start with those R- two. Ryan dropping uh, you I know, know. I was at like, his drink orders. Like, I hey, was, hey, I wrote about you guys. Yeah, you know, I, uh, I selected this as my favorite beer, and he was like, yeah, I don't care, dude. But I would go with those two. You got to get Southern Brewery in there because it's a, uh, kind of an established Athens beer. But um, So yeah, uh, Josh Brooks higher in general, though. Um, I, I think that was probably a 95% chance from the time that we uh, started talking about uh, Greg McGarity's departure, even what, two years ago when it was rumored that he might retire. And then definitely when they made that quick sort of announcement in early December that he would retire. Yeah, I, I, th- I thought we were talking about this after the break. Oh, sorry. Well, I say we talk about it right now since I'm on a roll. So anyway, so when when that made the kind of the quick announcement for Greg McGarity and they immediately named Josh Brooks as interim, was there any doubt in your mind that he would be the uh, the guy? Yes, there was a doubt. I mean, you had uh, Frank Crumley was named the interim AD 
when uh, yeah. when Damon Evans uh, resigned and he did not get the job. Now this is different. Uh, mm-hmm. Josh has yeah he was. I mean I, I popped up a list uh, right after uh, Greg McGarity's announcement, uh, and I think I had Josh second on my list, and it wasn't necessarily I didn't put odds on them in terms of who would be number one, but Carla I had uh, Carla Williams uh, as the first name because she has uh, was an established athletic director at a Power Five conference, had uh, pretty much served in the same role that Josh did, but he actually did it for longer being in the number two. Uh, but, um, you know, there was, uh, some thought about how well received she would be if she came back, not by Jerry Moorhead or, uh, you know, people on the committee who made the decision, uh, but, but how would she, uh, you know, the, the rank and file Georgia fan, uh, football, et cetera, how would everyone feel about her coming back? And, uh, you know, not exactly sure how involved she got in the process, but she did put out a statement in, I think it was like mid-December, pretty much withdrawing her name from consideration. And and she has a good thing. I mean, uh, you know, it's a successful program at Virginia. It's a different uh, fan base where, you know, football's not necessarily all being. Uh, it's not a powerhouse program. Uh, they, they do well in a lot of sports, men's basketball in particular. Lacrosse. <laughs> Lacrosse. Um, but uh, Josh certainly, uh, you know, w- was well up there. And uh, when it came down to it, Jerry Moore had said that uh, there was one other finalist, per se, which he didn't name. And it sounded like there were more that were going to be involved if they didn't have to go in front of an 11-person committee uh, that was advising him. They didn't want that out there. They thought it would get too public. So uh, it was – I was surprised with how fast it was uh, – you know, what's the point necessarily of, of having a January 1st interim date and then five mm-hmm. days later uh, announcing that, that they're done and he's the guy. So, but, uh, you know, very well received by uh, the fan base, it seems, except for those that thought it was, you know, typical of the Georgia way just to, hmm. you know, stay within and not, uh, you know, have, uh, you know, spread your wings and, uh, you know, bring somebody in that had been a sitting successful athletic director at a Power 5 school already. Yeah, so is uh, does Carla still uh, is she the only female athletic director in the country as far as Power Five? Um, I am not certain about that. Seems like that would that would be right, but uh, yeah, I think the number one. Well, thing, no, I mean, I think she was. Uh, she was the first. Well, I, she was the first uh, female uh, African American. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can Google it up and see if yeah, I find I'm it, but I, I don't know the answer. Throwing to that. things out. I think well, no, I mean certainly at Vanderbilt they have a they have an athletic director. Candace Story is is uh, okay. she, she's uh, not only is she a woman but she's also a, a black athletic director oh, really? as well. Okay, so there's cool. uh, but she she was hired after uh, Carla. Carla. Okay, cool. Yeah, did I ever have I told the story about sitting down with Carla there one day uh, <laughs> for for a story I did a few years back. Um, it was uh, it was funny because it was right after the Kirby uh, Smart hire and. Uh, I sat down with her in her office. She had mapped out about three and a half minutes on her schedule for me to do an interview with her. But she allowed me to come into a actual athletic department meeting that they were having. And uh, the strength and conditioning guy uh, for the football team, you know, the get back coach, uh, his name, you know, all these names floating in my head. They always escape me. Who is that? You talking about Georgia? Yeah. Scott Sinclair? Scott Sinclair. Thank you. He actually gave a presentation at the meeting I was in, and I took photos, and they were. I pretty much had to sign my life away that I wouldn't wait, say wait, anything about it. When was this? Right after Kirby was hired. So oh, yeah. Kirby had nominated him or mm-hmm, whatever mm-hmm. to be the uh, strength and conditioning guy, and he actually gave a presentation about 
why he should be the guy, which is kind of cool. I can't talk about it any further for risk of uh, losing uh, my job here. So with that, let's go to break. When we come back, we're going to talk more about Georgia and how they set up for next year after a lot of recent announcements on uh, players coming back. We'll also talk a little bit about the basketball team going quickly in a southbound direction. So all that and more when we get back for the Bulldogs Extra podcast right here uh, with the Athens Banner Herald and online Athens. All right, welcome back in the Bulldogs Extra podcast. I'm Ryan Dennis. Hey, I made a change to my Twitter recently, so I am now just R-Y-N-E Dennis. 19. You didn't need, I need to... What, what no le- more rhino in front of it. Oh, really? What led to that, that big change? Well, uh, I have matured since I created my Twitter account. So, really? Yeah, so find me at RyanDennis19, Mark Weiser. That's Mark with a C. I'm sure a lot of y'all already follow him, but if you don't, click on it. Follow him. A lot of good Bulldog stuff. You know, we talked about uh, Stevenson leaving in the first segment there, and uh, what we didn't really get to was all the players that Georgia has returned. You know, they have unfinished business, or so they keep saying on their Twitter announcements. Uh, guys like JT Daniels, Jordan Davis, a big, big part of uh, the defense next year coming back. James Cook and, of course, uh, Jamari Sawyer on the offensive line. You know, I've seen some preseason uh, buzz and, and odds and whatnot, and a lot of people high on Georgia for next year, I think, because a lot of these guys coming back. Yeah, uh, I mean, I feel like at this point every January that everybody is high on Georgia, so that is not uh, something that's, that's a shot right there. That's different. No, it's true. I mean, you went, and they we, always fail, right? Is that what you're saying? Well, they no, come I'm, up a little short. I mean, I don't know if you heard this in 2017. They made it to the national champion. Now that that was not a year where they had a lot of offseason hype because they were coming off. Uh, what oh, yeah. was it? Eight and subpar five. Subpar season. Or, yeah. You know, something. Well, I don't know if it was subpar. It was Kirby's first year. Um, they lost to Vanderbilt. Well, I mean, you think Vanderbilt's not a great institution and higher learning? They did have Cunningham at linebacker, which is one of their best players they've ever had. So, yeah, that was that was an interesting, uh, some interesting losses that down the stretch there. Georgia, Georgia, Georgia Tech. Tech as well, and trip to the Liberty Bowl. Mm. Trenton Thompson, your MVP. <laughs> oh God, that guy, man. And now that was something though, because they gave Trenton. I, th- I feel like he was surrounded by like three trophies post game uh, in that in that uh, interview room. Uh, I don't. I don't know. If, I, I think he just had the the regular Liberty Bowl trophy, the defensive MVP trophy. Uh, he was a happy guy that day. So uh, did he? He went pro after that, or did he play the next year? I can't. He came back. He came back. He was part of that team. That uh, that might have been when he had a very difficult off season after that. I can't remember. Yeah, that was strange. Um, anyway, get back to next year. We got. Uh, yeah, look, a lot of return. I mean, I was struck by, and I and I went through, uh, looked at at uh, you know the roster and kind of took stock of of uh, you know the comings and goings of, you know, it's rare that you have. Uh, you tell me. I mean, is there any of these guys? Aziz Ojolari clearly uh, brings something to the table in terms of his ability to get to the quarterback. We saw it against Cincinnati in the Peach Bowl, but I think George is at, at the level now with this program that. Uh, you know, barring JT Daniels, if he had decided to, to leave, um, you know, th- there's really not a missing piece that you take it away or, or a piece you take away that, that you probably can't plug in someone else just because of the level. When you have four straight top three, I guess it's five straight top three recruiting classes now, uh, you're able to, uh, you know, deal or, or withstand these kind of losses better than you could have maybe in in, in past years, uh, pre-Kirby, I would say. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's just so much talent there. I mean, I, I listed in my story, I think that there were like five five stars on defense that weren't really 
really even starters last year uh, between Adam Anderson, uh, Jalen Carter, uh, Keely Ringo, who was injured, mm-hmm. um, Trevon Walker, uh, you know, who really still is kind of more of a role player than an every down guy. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, I think it's huge to have Devontae Wyatt coming back for another year, Justin Schaefer for another year. We haven't heard from Demetrius Robertson yet. I mean, that, that still could he, be... A sixth year? Is that what it'd be? Or it'd be a fifth year, I guess, for him? I mean, I've, he transferred. He was a fifth year. I guess it'll be a sixth year. But, yeah, yeah. I mean, this is just all about that extra year of eligibility. No, I know, I know, yeah. And, I mean, really... You know, he's he's like the sixth or seventh option in terms of a uh, pass catcher. I mean, Georgia has their top four back already. Uh, maybe Robertson was fifth. I can't remember. But then you, you throw in Don Blaylock and, and Marcus uh, Rosemary, Rosemary, Jack, Saint. Jack Saint. And I don't know what his deal is in terms of exactly yeah. the timeline on him. Yeah. Uh, obviously, a gruesome injury. But, um, you know there's there's a lot of talent still all over the place. Now, I do think the secondary, as we talked about earlier, you're really going to need to to get creative to be able to fill some spots. And, and you know, there's still uh, they could still add, uh, you know, a safety uh, in February as a signee. Uh, but, but I do think that transfer portal is going to be necessary. Then you're going to have to develop guys that you really haven't counted on to be every down, uh, you know, frontline guys. Well, I think like we mentioned last week, I think Scene now becomes your kind of leader in the in the secondary, kind of like uh, um, Richard LeCount was, you know, over the past couple of years. When you think about this this team, and, and you had mentioned about how they're at the level where you don't, you know, you don't re, uh, you know, you you restock every year. I guess is what I'm saying. You don't rebuild. And so when I think of those positions, I think of offensive line where. Especially under Sam Pittman, it was every year bringing in, a, you know, five stars at every position across the line. And then you see it now where, yes, it's good that Jamari Sawyer's come back, but you felt like you were in pretty solid situation even if he if he left. But uh, Schaefer as well, you know, that's a, that's two key positions that, uh, you know, with them coming back, it's even stronger. And you're recruiting another class on top of that. Also think about linebacker where – you know, you had um, uh, Roquan leave a couple of years ago. So who steps in? You have Monty step right in and take that position. Even though he wasn't as highly recruited, he certainly proved that he was the leader of the of the defense, especially in the middle there. So now Monty leaves because he's, you know, senior. And you have a guy like Nicobe Dean that's going to step up, take that spot. Quay Walker has shown, you know, good years of, of, of uh, playing linebacker there. So that's just all the, you know, reloading every single year. You have another guy come in. You know, you think about is uh, is Sherman, the next guy that will will get a little bit more playing time this year, and then be ready to step into one of those roles. So, like you mentioned, uh, it's just reloading every year. And uh, again, you get back to JT Daniels coming back. I think everybody, you know, the way he played down the stretch, uh, and the way that he wasn't afraid to take the cap off the uh, off the defense, so to speak, and throw deep. And when you got George Pickens coming back, and you got that group of receivers that you mentioned, and it just it does set up very well for for Georgia going into next year. Now, with that said, so did two thousand. Eight, right <laughs> when Georgia was was ranked number one in a lot of polls and then had disappointing uh, loss to Tennessee I think it was uh, maybe uh, I can't remember who oh it was Auburn late in the year uh, no that was 04 I get my seasons mixed together but anyway just times when Georgia was extremely hyped co- going into the next year seems to be a little bit of a letdown now under Kirby Smart 
they've been able to win, uh, you know, at least go to all these uh, New Year's Six Bowls in a row. So you feel like the program is ready to take that next step. And uh, with these guys coming back, I think they, uh, as we've talked about, hashtag unfinished business, I think they're ready to take that next step. Oh, I, I know you changed your, your Twitter name. Did you, are you starting to use that hashtag now? Uh, unfinished business? Yes. Uh, not relating to football, but yes. Okay. Uh, when I'm eating a burger. <laughs> um, number four, uh, Georgia was number four in the preseason this year, so I, I don't think it's much different in terms of the, the, the hype, as you, as you mentioned. I mean, look, they're going to be geared up to open against Clemson and Charlotte, and... Um, you know that they're either going to, uh, you know, that that result's going to obviously just feed that hype, or or they're going to be uh, kind of looking to to have to bounce back and you know suffer an early loss and then just just go from there. I mean, we haven't heard uh, about the 2021 SEC schedule yet. There's no indication that it's going to be outside the norm. I mean, in terms of you know you went to a 10 game for this very different season. Uh, but you expect it would go back to eight, which would mean if they stick with the schedule, the rotation, Georgia's going to have Arkansas again from the SEC West because uh, that was scheduled to be, in, and they would be coming be here, here, I right guess. Uh, you know, Then you have Auburn with a first-year coach, Brian Harson, uh, as your other SEC West team like you do all the time. But my mm-hmm. point being, you're still avoiding uh, facing Bama uh, in the regular season. Obviously, you're not going to see them for a second straight year. Uh, but I mean, it used to, you know, we were talking about LSU as a, as a when you'd face them, but but that's not the beast it was a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. And there might be even, excuse me, even more trouble here going forward. Yeah. So, uh, you know, we'll, we'll see how it plays out with Zamir White. I haven't heard from him, but you know, even if Zamir does decide to go, and and he could certainly decide to stay, uh, and by the time you hear this, he might have uh, put out something on social media today as we record this on. Wednesday. Anything else going on today in the world, by the way? <laughs> Not getting into that. Um, yeah, I mean, this was a week ago. Josh Brooks, uh, we, we had a athletic board executive committee meeting on Zoom, and then that was quickly followed by 45 minutes later, a uh, kind of a press conference with Josh and Jerry Moorhead. And so, you know, I'm in a room uh, on my laptop, you know, taking part in these things and not in front of a TV. And yeah. you're seeing stuff on Twitter about you know, how, how how the, uh, the, the you know there, there's craziness going on at the Capitol. So um, yeah, I watched it all unfold. Yeah, I mean it was just it was just very strange that you're dealing you know you're you're talking about uh, an athletic director announcement and then and then you have a crisis basically at the same time. But what were you we talking about? <laughs> I was just gonna say, speaking of crisis, let's talk Tom Crean and Georgia basketball. Oh come on, transition. I mean, look, a hot start. I mean, you're talking about democracy, and then you're talking about SEC basketball. <laughs> so anyway, Georgia off to its best start in, what, 30 years was the narrative two weeks ago. And then Georgia opens 0-3 in the SEC and are coming off just a, just a terrible performance at Arkansas where they lost by 30. So yeah, they, they, I don't remember what they were down by six at halftime, maybe, and yeah, uh, you know, it, it it was reminiscent of some of the blowouts last year, where, where uh, you know, it looked like the team kind of gave out, gave up a little bit, and you know, just didn't have the fight, um, and you know, 
0-3 is, is an early hole here in the, in the conference. You got Auburn tonight uh, at Stegman, 7 p.m., um, and, and they got their five-star uh, point guard that, that just Sharif mm-hmm. Cooper just became eligible for the Alabama game. But they're also winless in the conference. Georgia uh, getting K.D. Johnson uh, cleared, uh, got a waiver from the NCAA on Monday. And so there's a little bit of the, or more than a little bit, uh, there's some positive vibes and great expectations uh, for KD Johnson uh, as Georgia could change the subject from that uh, hmm. 30 point blowout and, uh, you know, get a chance to get back. And, and look, this is a guy that can help them, uh, gives them some depth in the backcourt and, and a, an ultra competitive guy, they say. Uh, top 100 recruit, the best guy uh, in terms of the rankings in this 20. Uh, 2020 class that that came in, and so it's uh, it'll be his debut tonight. Why was he under uh, scrutiny or whatever the word would be for uh, why why was he not eligible to play it the first year? Um, Tom Crean uh, said yesterday during his uh, Zoom with reporters that he was a half credit short of being uh, qualified, and so uh, out of high school or, or well, he, he was at Har- a- he was at Hargrave Military. Now I guess right, he was completing okay. uh, his requirements there. Uh, last year, and, and I think it was a postgraduate season, or you know w- whatever he needed to do to be eligible, and uh, you know I, I guess uh, he was not certified, and uh, but but word came Monday that uh, he got a waiver to uh, allow him to play, so uh, he'll join a team that they were sur- sur- uh, certainly could use some. Uh, they talent. need all the help. Yeah, 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 they can get at this moment now. I felt like uh, through the LSU game and at the first of the Arkansas game that Justin Kyer was really a guy that was starting to step up for the for the Bulldogs. A uh, transfer, grad transfer in from uh, George Mason. Uh, it seems like you know if if he can put it together along with Tamani Kamara, Severe Wheeler, that that's a good core of of players if they can uh, win tonight in what I feel is maybe one of uh, Tom Crean's most important games to, to get this program back on track. That uh, Kyer is a, is a guy that they can lean on when they need some points. Uh, kind of like, you know, it, it, you don't want to compare him to Anthony Edwards last year, but the Bulldogs are in need of somebody that can uh, take the ball and score uh, when they need it most. Yeah, I mean, they are, and, and Mike Mobley, the, the sports information director for the basketball team, I mean, he, he has this front and center in his game notes. Uh, they, they kind of trumpet the fact that this is the – they're the only team, I think, in the country, according to their research, that has, I think, it's six guys now scoring in double figures. So they don't have a, an Anthony Edwards uh, that is going to be your go-to guy. They don't have a, a – you know, I don't even know if Nick Claxton really fell into that territory or not. Uh, you know, certainly Yante Maiton did mm-hmm. uh, when, when he was here but uh, you know th- there's good and bad about that uh, you know nobody really stu- uh, you know w- was uh, stepping up and hitting shots when you well, needed to I feel like to. J.J. Frazier was even more of the in, in the second sure uh, well you're, you're going back even further then I guess uh, and Mayton played on the same team I mean that you know that was a good little inside out presence for yeah um, but my, my point is um, you know they, they have guys, but, but, you know, I would say, you know, the one guy that, that kind of uh, takes, uh, takes the bull by the horns and, and runs with it is, uh, is Severe Wheeler. I mean, he's going to be the one to try to drive and, and, you know, sometimes out of control, but he'll, he'll, he'll attack the rim. And uh, Justin Kier's not uh, shy to, to throw up a three-point shot. And uh, certainly Tamani around the basket and then he hit a couple threes the other day mm-hmm. uh three I, th- I think but uh, got in foul trouble so they have guys that can score and and we'll see how they uh, they fit katie johnson uh, in the mix there 
Yeah, that'll be interesting to watch tonight. Of course, the Lady Dogs off to their best start in about four years when they last made the NCAA tournament, I do believe. They got a big game tomorrow night, uh, Thursday night, against Tennessee at Tennessee. Could be one of the uh, more important games of, of the Joni Taylor era because this this team has, has played really well this year. Uh, of course, everybody knows what Tennessee brings and the, the rivalry kind of between Georgia and the Lady Vols. And if Georgia wants to keep this uh, momentum going in, the, in this hot start to the season, it would be really big to get a win up there against Tennessee. 10-1, uh, and one, I do believe the Lady Dogs are, to start the year coming off a win over Florida the other day. Hey, another thing, I saw baseball starts today, I believe. Did you see that? You mean they're, they're practice. Well, well, I mean, I know that school starts, but maybe maybe they're working out. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I think I saw that practice starts today. Now, you know, there's not even a schedule released yet for baseball season. And yeah. they want to start in a month. Right. Well, they're, uh, they're getting the ducks in the row on that. I mean, I don't know what they're doing with non-conference travel for, yeah. uh, for, for baseball. But you mentioned Tennessee. I hadn't been following it that closely. But, I mean, they, they made a coaching change. Mm-hmm. Uh, Got rid of uh, Warn- Warlock, War. War- yeah, that was uh, so. It's been a couple of years. No, I think it was last year. No, no, I'm saying this will be the second year for that head coach. Ah, that's yeah, yeah, I okay. think it is. Okay. Yeah, uh, they're eight and one, mm-hmm. two and zero oh in the conference, and uh, Georgia ten and one, two and one in the conference. And there's your uh, SEC women's <laughs> basketball coverage from the Bulldogs Extra podcast. <laughs> Ryan, what else you got? You got a, you got another burger uh, recommendation before we go, or what else? Uh, no, uh, but I'm thinking about going sushi for our uh, annual or uh, weekly, I guess, uh, meal this week where we continue to support local. And when you say we, what do you mean by that? Me and my uh, my fabulous girlfriend, Emily, uh, we eat. Wow, fabulous. Now you need to. I hope she's listening in. Yeah, you need to you need to point that out to her. Yeah, zoomed ahead to 28 minutes and 12 seconds in the podcast. Um Thinking about Utagi. You ever been to Utagi? Have not. Uh, it's uh, right across the street from us here, I do believe. So they have a thing called a sushi boat or something. So we should get sushi for uh, for a day or two out of that. All right. Well, I wish you the best of luck with that. I appreciate it. Hey, this has been the Bulldogs Extra podcast <laughs> <laughs> from the Athens Banner Herald and Online Athens. And uh, we'll come to you again next week. What do you say? Uh, I think that's a plan. And um you know, hopefully uh, your sushi goes, uh, you know, well with your beer and your burger. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh, yep, let's uh, – we'll, uh, we'll check back with everybody next week. Hope you all have a good rest of your week and uh, enjoy, uh, you know, the weekend. And uh, maybe the – what's going on with the football? Is there a, a college – you didn't even mention. You didn't congratulate the national – no, you don't want to go there. <laughs> Sore subject to a lot of people. Seven national championships? At- hey, I will say this, though, before we go. Now, we're, we're already out the door as we said goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you know what? My, my takeaway beyond you know just the Alabama Ohio State game uh, and what we saw on the field was I do think that um, you know the fact that Justin Fields uh, had the kind of showing he did. Now he was coming off an injury, but uh, you know that takes a little bit of sting I think out of the whole. Now certainly Georgia wishes he was uh, you know available to start this year from the get go, but if he had led them to a national championship, I mean you would never have heard the end of that. Right. And, and I don't I don't think you it, it you know totally doused it, but uh, you know. I mean, I already saw some people saying, well, Jake Fromm put up better numbers yeah, than, than, than Justin Fields did against Bama. Yeah, I think the, I think the Bulldogs nation still would have uh, liked that. But, hey, you get JT Daniels out of it. So there's a, there's a positive. All right, see ya. Bye.